0: The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential. Through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories, we create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm Joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose or maybe you know it but you just can't find the path toward it if you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love then we need to talk i'm colleen greco and i'm your joyologist i help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Joy Unleashed. I'm Colleen Greco, your host and resident joyologist. And today I have David Kitchen with me. He goes by Kitch, guys. So like, let's just like, I, like we're fast friends. I call him by his nickname. It's all good. And I am so excited for you to meet him. So without further ado, let's bring Kitch onto the show. Hello.
1: What's up, Colleen? Really excited to be here. This is going to be a fun conversation.
0: You're just like okay, I'm just going to say it. Like you just radiate joy. Like just your smile and your like your face just you just look like a little like lump of joy. How how do you do that? How do you just wake up in the morning and radiate joy? Tell me your secret.
1: Honestly, you know what i I think it's gratitude i I truly do like like i think it's just i'm so grateful for um the things i've been through in my life where i'm at now the life that i have the trials the tribulations the things that i've learned through that like i wake up and i'm just like dude I, i get to do this today like i get i get to live life i get to go impact people i get to do these things um and so it's it's very few and far between um where where i'm having a a quote-unquote bad day it doesn't mean they don't happen right like um but but i just i try my best like i'm like you know what like life is good like it's it's, this thing is short we don't know how long we're here let's just enjoy it let's have fun
0: amen to that now for the viewers give us a little bit of uh an idea of your background and how uh you came to be you know kitsch which i love i always wanted a nickname (laughs)
1: <laughs> we can give you one we'll come up with one before the end of the show okay good <laughs> I- i'm in it i'm in it. it um from from a background standpoint so you know going back to the, the idea of gratitude right like i was born and raised in a single parent household so i was born to a single mother um and a lot of people have a, uh they follow it up with you know oh it was hard is was, this was it. to me it was the best gift i was ever given um like i got to see so much and grow up at such a young age um, And, you know, things were tough. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, you know, she was grinding. She was working three jobs and doing the thing and and, uh, have a younger brother. And his his father, so my stepfather, um, struggled with addiction and was a long-haul trucker. And so there was some abusive things in the household. He struggled, obviously, with with his substance abuse issues. And so we did see some things at a young age. You know, and I was the man of the house at 10 years old. Um, But... I learned, like I said, from my mom, like I learned to lead with love. And I, I think that that's really um, pushed me and, and created kind of the man that I am and the way that I lead. Um, so flash forward, you know, mom got us out of that situation. We end up in a stable home with my grandmother, um, had the opportunity to play football at a great high school. And uh, our team was really successful and I was mildly successful on that team. And so I got the opportunity to play in college. Um, and so, you know, from there, uh, to be honest with you, Colleen, all the childish things that most kids would experience going through what I went through at a young age, through high school, they would have rebelled. I didn't. I lived the straight and narrow through high school for the most part. I still partied and, you know, was a high school kid, but
0: You're human. I was well
1: behaved. Yeah, I was human, right? But when I got to college, all that childish stuff came out, right? So mm-hmm. all that anger, all the things that I pushed down and not dealt with, the victim mentality, it all came out in college. And so I quite, I quite honestly, I, I wasted my college opportunity to play football, wasted it. I was the highest recruited person in my class. I never started a college game. Never, not one. And, um, I learned so much about myself, you know, afterwards, um, because the game was taken away from me. I was hurt. I had a series of surgeries. Eventually they were like, Hey, you can't play ball anymore. Um, and so That forced me to find out who David was, right, rather than Kitch, because for my whole life I had been Kitch, the football player, and then Kitch, the party animal, and now it's like, who's David? Who are you without all this? Um, So, you know, that was that was kind of the the early origin story of who I was, and you know, to give you the Reader's Digest of the of the back end, I then got into college coaching, um, got the opportunity to work my way up, become a strength and conditioning coach at the Division One level um and was one of the few people to do it in both men's basketball and football so one of the few guys to do kind of the quote-unquote premier sports at the highest level um and then the pandemic hit and I like most people went on a soul-searching journey and uh I realized that I wanted to make a bigger impact in the world and and so I launched a business a speaking business in the middle of the pandemic um and over the past three years we've grown to the point where I now have a team around me and and I get to spend every day traveling and being around people that I enjoy being around. I work with some of my best friends um, and doing what I love and helping other people step into the arena of life and lead themselves and their families and their communities and their businesses. Like it's, I'm, I'm just so lucky. I'm so not even lucky. I'm just fortunate. I, I'm so grateful for, for the life that I've lived and the opportunities that I've had, you know, so that's, that's kind of the origin story. You can pull on any of those strings that you want and we can, we can talk through whatever.
0: Like the 10,000 questions of i like <laughs> bouncing out of my chair. Um, so attitude of gratitude, I completely agree with that. And I do think a lot of people, when you're at a crossroads, you get to take that victim road if you want. And that can take you down a really dark place where you tend to just then attract a bunch of negativity towards you and things don't work out the way that you want and what have you. You went And so, okay, fine. I guess in college it did come up, but it sounds like you encapsulated it, dealt with it and decided like that, that's not who I am. I'm this other guy. And so you went towards the, or I guess like, you know, you took the right hand turn, which is towards abundance Mm -hmm. and you were met with abundance. Is it that basic?
1: Yeah, I think, you know what it was, Colleen, honestly, I, I can remember it distinctly. When I allowed those those victim urges to come out, right? Like when I allowed the ego, when I allowed all, all the things and, and whether it was, I was the guy that throw a punch first and ask a question later. Um, and I remember, you know, I got in an, an altercation and, and afterwards I looked around and the people around were looking at me the way I used to look at my stepfather. And oh, that hit me to my core. Right. And it caused me to like reflect and be like, when I act like this, whether it's, you know, physical violence, emotional violence, like just being a child, like just acting like a little kid. Like when I do this stuff, these are the outcomes that I get. And not only that, I leave a wake of people feeling a way that I don't want people to feel because I felt that way. And so it was like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, that's not who I want to be. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that I have to start to take responsibility for my actions and it means that i have to chart a new path and i have to start figuring out instead of taking value away from the world how do i add value to it right and and i wasn't sure what that would look like you know it's it's manifested itself in what i do now but at the time at you know 21 22 years old you're like how, what is this how do i figure this out um and what i realized was like i just need to work on myself like like i need to figure out who i am and i need to figure out like it's got to come from in here i can't fake this Right. Because I was, I was angry. I was this, I was that. Right. But then what I realized was like, nobody's coming to save you, dude. Like it's your life, you know? And if you continue to do this stuff, yeah, you're getting through school, you're doing these things. Like you might go on to do whatever, but you're not going to be happy, you know? And so to me, it was like, I have to figure this stuff out for myself. I have to go inside and, and I joke about it now. And I say, you got to go to the dungeon. Like you got to go into that, that dark place in your mind and Mm -hmm. in your body and in your soul and you got to do battle with those people, like those demons that are down in there. And, you know, I use the imagery because to me, that's what it was like. It was it was a war with myself and it was going down and opening boxes and doors that I had locked away for a long time. and didn't want to deal with um, and learning to do that stuff, you know. And, and uh, so that's that's kind of where it came from. But it all stemmed from seeing that look on people's faces. And again, it was, you know, I don't want people to think that I was like some mass murderer or something like I wasn't doing anything crazy. Right. I was doing what normal college. <laughs> yeah, just so we're clear here, let's put an asterisk there so people don't think I was like, I have these violent tendencies, like I don't, but I was, I was a reckless kid, you know, and, and uh, but it was, it was that look on people's face, right, and it wasn't just on the physical side, it was also like, when I would act like an idiot, or in my relationships, or, you know, all those things, it was just that look of disappointment, and, and that's what, what got me to my And
0: that core. feeling hits you, yeah. and you're like, uh
1: Yeah, it's real, like you're everything yeah. that you didn't want to be. You know you're everything that you did. Like for so long, I was like, I despised this this stepfather of mine, this man, and then I was enacting the same patterns. Right? I, I had broken relationships. I had you know I was emotionally unpredictable. Like I was all these things, and I'm like, dude, you're everything that you were scared of and and didn't like for so long, and now you're acting like that, right? You got to figure it out.
0: And it takes a lot. So I mean, just like yes, of course, to all, everything you just said, and I could literally dive into that for the next five years because i love everything you just said but it also takes a huge amount of self-awareness to even notice that because there are a lot of people um professional athletes are included in that but but high school athletes are included in that like athletes in general and then many other types of people but that Or like, well, I don't care because, you know, I'm the big man on campus. And so I'm just going to do the thing and people can get over it. They either like, you know, come or they, they go off the path. Right. And so to be that self-aware and say like, I'm not going to do that. But then also what I love, like you have, whether or not you are saying this, it feels like this is kind of what you drew from it is eventually you can have gratitude for the things, the bad things that happened to you because they are your greatest lessons. Like that was a mirror that was held up to you, you know, that you didn't know of at the time, you know, you had this, this stepfather and all kinds of, you know, horrible things that were happening, but little did you know, you were going to have the opportunity to see that guy again through you and say, nope, not doing that. And that's how like you break that cycle and break that line of behavior. So like that is a huge accomplishment. I don't know that you are giving yourself enough credit. So I'm just going to make you thank you. I
1: I think about it now more um, or more now that I'm older. Right. So um, I I think, you know, I knew I wanted to be different and I knew that that I was responsible for that. Um, And it it did take some self-awareness. Right. And And it wasn't this overnight switch. Like I don't want people to get it twisted where it was like, Oh, I woke up one day and I was just a better person. Like, no, I (laughs) was—I was trying to be a little bit less wrong than I was the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was so important that along this same timeline, I lost football. Right? Like, I I had gotten medically disqualified, and so like now, I like that mirror was held up to me, and there was nowhere to hide. Now what? Because because I didn't have the outlet anymore. I didn't have this like place to to go and like i could be this have this separate identity right like this alter ego and like it didn't work um and so i was forced to, to to become a man you know and figure it out um and i i've said before you know i don't i think if that didn't happen right like if i didn't get hurt and i didn't have the experience that i had in college um i don't think i ever would have had the career as a coach that i had because i wasn't grateful for the game i had taken the game for granted And I didn't learn a lot of the lessons that you needed to learn through athletics. Right. I learned them after the game was gone from me. And, and so I think when I returned to football in, you know, whatever that was four years later, three years later, as a coach, I had this new appreciation and, and I had done so much work on myself that I was a different person now. And so I came back to it with this attitude of gratitude. Like I was just grateful to be around the game. Like I remember, My first day of of practice as a coach, like just being like that now mind you that was the first time that I was on a field since I got hurt like I didn't go to a game I didn't nothing. So my first time on a field since I had gotten hurt yeah and it, but it wasn't heavy in a sad way, it was like i'm home, it was like okay like. But I'm, I'm back as a different person now, right? And I'm here to impact these kids and, and do this. And it built this beautiful, beautiful career that's allowed me to, to do what I do now. Um, and so, yeah, it, it needed to happen. And, and I think that's the message that people should pull out of this is like we rush through our storms, right? Like we rush through them and we want them to be over. And then we want to lock them in a box and never look at them again. And it's like, no, you got you to gotta look at the lessons. You got you to gotta pull those lessons yeah. out and then just be so grateful for the person that you are on the other side.
0: I love that you say rush through your storms. I had, uh, I've talked a lot about the trauma that, that happened here. And I was reading a book as I was trying to heal myself, heal my family. And, and they were trying to heal themselves too. I'm not trying to take credit for all their heal- healing, <laughs> but the book, um, it was called blessed in the darkness. And mm-hmm. it was by Joel Olstein, And I am not a, massively religious person but I do go to church every Sunday and I try to like you know be a good human. I can't quote scripture to save my life. I don't think you want me to. I can be like some guy somewhere said this thing and it was really smart. That's my level, right? So a friend sent me this book and I was like, I don't know. I mm, I can try, but I'm still struggling to to make sense of a lot of this. But it was written for morons like myself. Who, you know, just need some words on a page and put it together. Anyway, long way of saying the the line in that book that literally hit me between the eyes was trouble is your transportation. And I was
1: like, Oh that, yeah. "I
0: I get it. It is gonna take you to a beautiful place, far better than anything you could have ever imagined. So if you just hold on tight, and at that point, we were just a couple of months, you know, past everything and really working on rebuilding and I just kept saying trouble is your transportation and I must have said it 5 million times, 6, I don't know, thousands of times a day, every single day just saying like I know better is coming, I know it's coming and you know, eventually we did get through everything and we're, you know, all far better off. But I could have never imagined that we would be in the place we are back then. And it's just fascinating. So when you talk about like rushing through your storms, it's like, no, you were meant to be in the mess, in the pain, to learn a bunch of things. And then the other thing too, is that there's still joy to be had in some of those moments. I mean, of course it's like, you know, you're not, you're not like sunshine and rainbows all day long, but like there is some joy to be had and, you know, an appreciation for what you're going through and you nailed it you obviously came through and found your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow as you so well deserved.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I think, um, you have to be able to look at it and say, this isn't permanent. Right. And, and that ability for me and learning those things through life has been able to kind of set me up for other things. Right. So like the lessons I learned from those storms, have now served me in other storms that I've been through in my life, whether, you know, not on the same level of yeah. magnitude, right. But like through different things, like I have this understanding now. And I, I just said this to my, to my mom, my mom was going through a tough time with something. And I was just like, think about what we went through when I was a kid. Like when I was little, like what you went through. I'm like, you can go through anything for six months. Like six months is nothing. You did that for years. You know, yeah. like you were in an abusive marriage, you were poor, you were this for years. What is six months of trials and tribulations? Like that's You should look at that and smile, right? But it allows you to then shift your mindset. Like if you pull the strength from those storms and you look at them and you say, okay, look at who I am now, it's harder for you to slip into that victim mentality because now when you look at things, you say, why not me? Not why me, why not me, right? Like I'm built for this, like good, you know? So now when things happen, like my business, my business partners and my teams get frustrated with me because- they'll call me with problems and I get excited like I'm like good bro let's go like dig in <laughs> yeah watch us you know watch like the story is going to be so cool on the other side i'm excited but it, it relieves some of that pressure it relieves some of that fear but you mm-hmm. can only do that if you don't rush through the storm if you're willing to look that's back true. on it and pull the lessons
0: so true and and that's the thing is you will fall again you know yeah, everybody absolutely. does there, you will get another another rough patch, but you're smarter now and you see a lot of the things that maybe came up before and you know how to deal with them. And so you react, um, a lot faster. I always talk to people about like, you know, your victory is in the response time. So what used to keep you down for months or years is now like weeks or days or minutes. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, even with your mom, yeah, she's, she's down, but she's so much smarter than she was at that point and has so much more support. She has you as, you know, a grown man, you know, who can help her. Where before you were just a little kid and she was trying to protect you. Right. Like she's, I just think that's so empowering. And so, you know, she's, she's certainly lucky to have you, but tell us more about, so like you went from coaching and -hmm. then you, you know, in the pandemic, brilliant time to start a business. (laughs) Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah. So, so I, I built, I built this career in coaching. And it was, it, like I said, it was phenomenal. It was the best time of my life. I had a great time. Um, but what I realized was a couple of things. One, I wasn't in control of my future, meaning at that level, division one, um, you're tied to whoever your head coach is, right? So I was a strength and conditioning coach, which means I was tied to the head sport coach. So if the head football coach or head basketball coach gets fired, I get fired. Right. And then you have an opportunity. You can either, hope that they take you with you to their new job, or you can interview and basically beg for your job back with whoever the new head coach is. And I didn't like that. Like it never sat right with me. Like it was like, I can do a great job. Something can happen that has nothing to do with me. And I could be out of a job. Like this makes no sense. Right. But I always pushed that down in the back of my mind because I was like, no, I'm chasing this dream and this vision of of being, you know, at the top of top. And so it was like, I just, this is just the reality that I live in. Um, And so that was the first realization that I had. The second one, was the fact that throughout my entire career, I heard people saying, we need more leaders. Like everybody always said that coaches, administrators, uh, recruiters, like everybody was always talking about needing more leaders. And I-, I attribute this to my childhood. Like I grew up in a house where you don't complain about something if you don't have a solution. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess that means that I got to be the solution because nobody else seems to be doing anything about this. So I started to build these leadership curriculum I started to build know leadership development programs mentorships all this different stuff and i was i finished up my master's in sports psychology and so i had this bug for leadership and i was like this is cool i really enjoy this you know and and it's something that i really resonate with because of my own journey and uh so the pandemic rolled around and we're literally on the bus the uh the pandemic hit they shut down the march madness tournament so we were on our way to the airport to fly to march madness we get the message to come back to campus because everything got canceled. So we're driving back and the head coach doesn't speak. And I'm like, why is this guy not talking? So we get off the bus and I'm like, coach, what do you want to do? And he's like, just go see your family. Now I'm in Georgia, my family's in Pennsylvania. So I'm like, that means I gotta fly. Like I gotta gotta leave, like like, I can't come back. He's like, no, 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 just go see your family. I'm like, okay. So I go, I get off the plane. I get an ESPN alert that he had taken another job at another university, which meant I was now unemployed. So it was like, oh, man, what do I do here? You know, this is crazy. I'm now in Pennsylvania. I'm unemployed. My employer is in Georgia. I don't know how long this pandemic thing is going to last. So I'm really at a crossroads. So I end up going back to Georgia. They hire a new head coach. And uh, I got the opportunity to interview for my job back. And it was like a movie moment where it was just like, I can't sign the contract. You know, like the guy guy said to me, we'd like to keep you. We're going to give you an extension. We're actually going to, it was literally a double pay raise. Like I would, I would have got double what I was getting paid before. Um, and I was just like, I appreciate the opportunity, but I can't do it. And so I went home and I Googled how you set up an LLC and that was it. I went, I was off and running, you know, so three years later, here we are.
0: Wow. That is such a great story because it's, you know, you were listening to your heart, right? Like mm-hmm. your intuition to. told you that wasn't right. Wow like soaking that in for a second. That's amazing. I felt the same way for the record. So I was doing coaching on the side, mm-hmm. uh, nutrition coaching. And so I just didn't really feel like I was being challenged at my job anymore. And I thought, you know, my boss and her boss felt like they were going to be there for a while. So like, I wasn't going to have that upward movement to uh, a VP level. So I'll just do this other thing that is speaking to my heart. And it took off really well. And so when I got laid off, and I don't know if I got laid off like from a numbers perspective or because they knew I was doing this other thing and I wasn't meant to be there. But anyway, doesn't matter. I got paid to start my own business. So I was like, yes, I'm doing it. But I got sucked back into corporate. And I knew even through the interview process, I can still feel where my body was like, don't do it. This is wrong. This isn't like, but the company was going to IPO in the next couple of years. And that is tough to walk away from, especially when you're IT, like that's all anybody talks about your entire career. And I did it and I hated every single minute of it until, uh, and she might be listening, but my boss at the time gave me my performance review and it was, a nitpicky little thing that I didn't do. Not all about the amazing things I did do and all the programs I set up globally and all this like great, all these great accomplishments. And I thought it's time. So I was like, well, I don't need to sign this because I'm not going to be here. Um, My last day is in two weeks. And I was like, boom. And I just... (laughs)
1: mic drop see ya it was so
0: great because i was finally listening to my heart which was like this is not what i'm supposed to do and if someone is gonna you know bean count my accomplishments like that i'm worth so much more than that and so that's when i decided never again it's been awesome
1: (laughs) oh there's there's such a there's such a freedom to it right and it's, it's freeing. It's also terrifying. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I say all the time, like being an entrepreneur is like going all in on every hand of poker. Like every day you're pushing your chips to the middle of the table and you're waiting for the flop to see what happens. Right. Like you're like waiting for that yes. river card and you're like, all right, I got to pull something out of my, out of my back end here. Right. And, but it's so, it's so fun because it's like, at least for me, I look at it and I'm like, I win or lose by my own hand. Right. And I like that. Like that I can live with. That I can live with. And so it allows me to be in the arena on a daily basis. And like nobody else is responsible for my success or my failure except for me. And if I don't wake up and do the things I'm supposed to do, then I lose and the company loses and I have to go back to finding a job. Um, if I get up and do the things that I want, that I'm supposed to do, then I get to live a life that few people can imagine. And I get to do things. Yeah on my schedule with the people that I want to do them with the way that I want to do them, where I want to do them. And to me, that's worth it every day of the week.
0: Yeah. And the stories and all the people, I mean, you know, I'll I'll also put up your, your show built, not born, but Mm -hmm. doing the show has connected me to so many amazing people that have like these crazy stories that I would never, ever get exposure to if I hadn't taken the leap. And so when you talk about gratitude, like, Gratitude, gratitude definitely fuels me on a daily basis, but you're right. There are days where it can be quiet and, you know, especially in the beginning, you're doing all of the things, Mm -hmm. including the administrivia where you're like, ah, right. So
1: yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're building the plane and flying it at the same time.
0: Yeah. But soon you can see that path forward and, and I can't wait. My VA starts in like a week. I cannot wait, Um, (laughs) but But yeah, I mean, it's like you just have to you just have to follow your heart, have that abundance mindset and the opportunities come to you because people love to work with people they have like a natural connection with. And that's Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, that's what you exude is just like this magnetic pull that people want to be connected to.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that I kind of learned was was my superpower through my coaching career, mm-hmm. um, was my ability to connect with people, right? So there was a lot of like quote unquote problem childs or uh, problem children on teams, right? And coaches would be like, we can't get through to this guy, this, that, and the other, and I'd be the guy that could that could get them to do what we needed them to do, and and could have conversations with them, um, and learn how to push them and, and challenge them, and. I learned that I can leverage that in business as well. Right. And so it became something that I really leaned into, um, was this ability to connect with people. Right. So one of our pillars of our company is connection over content. Um, like the content is the content. Um, I think we do a great job. I think we're, we're very, we're top tier in what we do from a, from an execution standpoint. Um, but ultimately every single workshop that I do, every keynote address that I give every coaching client that I have, like, we genuinely mean it when I say you are part of the family and I make people feel that. Right. Because that's who I am. Like I genuinely care about humans. I like seeing people win. And so that is something that I've learned that, Hey, this is kind of like a a differentiator for me. Like this is a superpower for me. Um, You know, but there is a dark side too. And I do get burned because like this, the, the magnetism or that you, as you described it, right. Which I think is a strong word. I don't think I'm magnetic, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> <but> I mean, <laughs> I, br- I bring people in right and I genuinely get attached to people like I want to see yeah. people win so I get invested and so I do get burned by that sometimes right to where I bring somebody in and I get disappointed like it's like I want to see you win so bad and sometimes I want it for people worse than they want it for themselves oh and, yeah. and you know what I mean so so like it there is a it's a double-edged sword but I've had many clients I couldn't like imagine that. not living like that Yeah, And and, and that's what makes us good at our jobs.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would much rather be me than the coach I had that propelled me into this in the first place when I asked him about developing, and he was a great nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, my whole journey of losing 52 pounds and repairing my mind and my family was like, it exposed me to the fact that mindset is the answer. Like when you when your mindset is right, that whole weight loss thing like just organically can happen. It's, you know, you you stop the emotional connection with the food. And when I asked him about developing strategies to help me, you know, never reach those weights again, he said I'm not your therapist. And I was like, "Oh my god, you just missed the entire point." Okay. Yep. Right. But I can take this and run with it because I know this is what people really need. And so it ended up being a blessing, but I know I've had those clients too, where it's like, wow, I literally broke my back for that person. And they're blaming me for the fact that, you know, they haven't progressed. I just have to take it on the chin and really have pride in all the other success stories I have. So it's, you know, a matter of where you want to take, you know, you want to invest your energy.
1: Yeah, it is. And even in my personal life, you know, and I'm sure you feel this as well. Like I I look at my relationships, right? And I've gotten to this point in my life where I kind of have tears to my relationships, right? Like I have I have like level one, level two, level three, right? So if I look on the outside, the people that are on the outside level three, to me, those are like connections. Like those are people that like, you know, I'll go play golf with once in a while, I'll have a beer with them, I'll watch the game. Like We're not gonna talk business. I'm not gonna take advice from you. I'm not gonna ask your opinion on things. It's very superficial. I really, really limit the amount of access and influence that those people have on me. Right. So like that friendship and call it whatever you want, that friendship is on my terms. And the minute that it's not on my terms, or you push that boundary, it's done. Right. And then inside that group, like level two, I would have people that I consider like my teammates. Like these are people that I love, right? So on the outside are people that I like inside people that I love and these people have a little bit more access and influence to me but I'm still careful about the opinions the advice the things that I take from this group right and then inside I have my tribe like this is like my small core group um, I just we, we're just texting back and forth we do a legacy meeting where we get together and we talk about our businesses we talk about our finances our goals all these things and you you could ask me about these people and I can tell you Right off the bat, why I like and respect and love those people, and like what I want to emulate. Like, some of them are the best fathers in the world that I've ever seen. Some of them are great husbands. Some of them are community leaders, like all these things. But I say that to say, nothing breaks my heart more than seeing somebody go the wrong way. Like, instead of moving towards the inner circle, they start, I feel myself having to start pushing them away. Yeah. And it's like, man, I wish that didn't happen. Right. And so I'm very conscious, and I think sometimes. This is what I was getting at. Sometimes it burns me because I'm very intentional. If I feel somebody drifting, I'm very intentional about sending a rope, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm very intentional about like, hey, here's some podcasts, here's some books, here's this. Here, let me introduce you to this person. Like I'm trying to keep you coming with us, right? Because we're going to the top of the mountain. I want you to come. Like I I genuinely want you there. And so sometimes it, it drives me nuts when I look down, you know, using the same imagery, when I look down behind me, and they're sitting Indian style at the base camp, like looking at me like, where are you going? And it's like, dude, I, I gave you the rope. I gave you all the resources, like just come with us, you know? Um, and, and so it's not just professionally, you know, I see it personally as well. And sometimes people have said to me like, dude, just cut your losses, like whatever, they don't want to go. You know, yeah. there are people that are cold like that. I'm not like, I genuinely like, I'm like, no, I want to bring as many people as I can with me because to me, that's how we change the world. Yes. Like it's by bringing people with us.
0: I totally agree. I'm the same way. I have a very hard time letting, you know, that sinking ship actually sink. And I'll be there like over and over and over again. And I'm like, why am I putting in so much energy? Because they're a human and they need help. And there were times where I needed help and people weren't there for me. And I want to be able to give that to someone else. And so, yeah, you know, but I, but I truly believe that you know, again, the energy you put out there is what you do receive back, maybe not from yeah. them, but you are a better person and more successful person because you're that way. And so like, just applaud you for that. Definitely. Um, I forgot to ask you my favorite question. Cause we just jumped into, you know, who is David? <laughs> Cause we needed to meet David. Cause I only know Kitsch. Um, tell me how you define joy. What does joy mean to you?
1: I know it's such a heavy question. I always think it's a it,
0: softball and people are like, oh, it God. is,
1: but it's not. That, like, so I, I almost think like, to me, joy is not needing or wanting things to be different. Like joy is something you can create, right? Like to me, like joy is something that that you're responsible for and that you can choose to have at any time. Like yeah. it's just the ability to detach from emotional outcomes. And like, I don't need things to be different. Like I'm good. Like life is good you know and to me that's joy um I I think it's it's expanded and it's exaggerated when I get to see people win like I'm smiling not talking about it like when I see people get it or when I see people level up and do something like personally professionally whatever like to me like I'm like man that is that's great because I know how good that feels to break through those barriers and have those moments like I love that stuff. I just love winning, like, like in any form or format. Like I love winning. That's joy to me.
0: That's awesome. You know what joy is to me right now? It's my cheeks hurt from smiling. (laughs) I was just thinking that as you're talking, I'm like, my cheeks really hurt. And that's a good thing. That's because this conversation has been so great. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for, you know, giving us your time today and all your insights. And you're just an inspiration. And, uh, you know, you can poo-poo that all you want, but you are. And it is amazing. It's infectious. And I really appreciate it. So I did share your Instagram as well as your podcast, Built Not Born. So make sure you subscribe to that. Um, It is a really amazing podcast. There's going to be a joyologist on it soon. I feel like people may want to catch that episode think i know somebody i think yeah. i know somebody yeah she's pretty awesome so i mean i'm just like <laughs> i'm just assuming i know who it is but you know anyway
1: it's it'll be a fun one we, <laughs> we have some fun we have some fun things coming uh so no yeah it's listen first off i i appreciate you for having me on like I, I love uh connecting with people that that share values and share a mindset um beyond the entrepreneur side right like a lot of times as entrepreneurs we get pigeonholed into this like hustle culture of like, oh, we just grind and we're all we're ruthless and we're we're cutthroat and we're these things. Um and so I, I love connecting with people that and, and talking the other side. Like let's talk about how we lead with love. Let's talk about how we love seeing people win. And, and you're somebody that as infectious as you say I am, I am definitely a somebody that mirrors energy. Right. So it came from you first and I just mirrored it. So keep doing what you're doing and I, I can't wait to watch your journey.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Thank you, Kitch. I I always say love is the answer to all things, and if we if we attack all of those challenges with love, they're gonna they're gonna resolve so much faster than if we tried to to fight it. So, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart.
1: Absolutely, thank you.
0: And that was our latest episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at The Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration, and don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters.